For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. What happens to pregnant women when anti-abortion state legislatures grant legal personhood to fertilized eggs, embryos, and fetuses? What happens when states criminalize women's behavior during pregnancy? For some answers, we turn to Katha Pollitt. Of course, she's a poet, essayist, and award-winning columnist for The Nation, She's also written for The New Yorker and The New York Times op-ed page. Katha, welcome back. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, you open your new column for The Nation with something I knew nothing about, forced surgery for pregnant women. It's a horrible story. Tell us about it. Well, uh, Renat Dre uh, in 2011 had had two cesareans that left her... Um, suffering and in pain for months. She couldn't pick up her child. She was really unhappy. So she decided to try for a vaginal birth at Staten Island University Hospital in New York. The doctor, while she was in labor, made the decision to um, give her a cesarean against her will. He sliced into her bladder in the process, which apparently is not an uncommon thing to happen. And there she is. And ever since, she's been trying to get justice with no success. She's been suing the hospital for years. And I thought it was a, a medical and legal principle that one person cannot be forced to have a medical procedure, for example, a bone marrow transplant, to benefit another. So even if legal personhood is granted to fetuses, one person should not be forced to have a medical procedure to benefit this other, quote, person, legal person, isn't that still a principle? Not if you're pregnant. In fact, the latest in her latest court dealings, the uh, Kings County Supreme Court held in October that the state, quote, has an interest in the protection of viable fetal life after the first 24 weeks of pregnancy that overrides a mother's objection to medical treatment, quote, at least where the intervention itself presented no serious risk to the mother's well-being. 
You know, contrast that with, well, bone marrow transplant. If you, if you say, I'm going to give you a bone marrow, my, you know, my bone marrow, and then you change your mind, they are, they are not going to tie you down in the hospital. <laughs> this is so shocking. And it's because, it's because they're women. It's because they're pregnant. It's because pregnant women are deemed to have less right over their body than other women. And then there's the criminalization of women's behavior during pregnancy, which has been a big campaign of the anti-abortion movement and which has had quite a bit of success in many states. Tell us, uh, tell us about that. Throughout the later 80s and 90s, state after state passed laws criminalizing harm to fetuses from other people. Um, and they always said, well, this is all about angry boyfriends who beat up their girlfriends or cases of murder and things like that. And it has nothing to do with women's behavior. We would never criminalize that. But flash forward, and of course they do that, and they use these laws, which were never supposedly intended to apply to pregnant women themselves. More than 1,200 women have been arrested or detained for conduct during pregnancy since Roe v. Wade in 1973. So that's a lot of women. And it's, I think it's increasing. There's a wonderful new uh, documentary by Joe Ardinger called Personhood, uh, which takes up all of these issues. And it does so by delving into the case of a Wisconsin woman named Tamara Lurcher. And she told her doctor, this was in 2014, that before she knew she was pregnant, she used meth several times a week to self-medicate for depression because she had no health insurance. You see how these things are all connected? Yeah. Uh, And uh, she was uh, put into a hospital against her will, and then she was put into jail. And get this, the state provided her fetus, which was at that point 14 weeks old, with a lawyer, but it refused her own request for legal representation. I know, I know. It is, and she, you know, so she was released after 18 days, but now she had a record as a child abuser, and that made her virtually unemployable in her profession as a, a nursing aide. And and her son was born in perfect health. Um, so there's just, you know, in a way, she was one of the lucky ones because other women have been jailed and charged with murder for having stillbirths or had their babies taken away. It's really a shocking situation. And because these women tend to be less privileged, um, a lot of them are white. It's not, I think it's not fair to say it's just black people and people of color. A lot of them are white, but they are disadvantaged and they use drugs. And this makes them very unpopular. The case that you've just described is not in Mississippi or Alabama. It was in Wisconsin. We record our show in Los Angeles, and there was a recent case in California uh, just in the last couple of months involving a woman named Chelsea Baker. Tell us about that one. So Chelsea Becker had a stillbirth. The baby tested positive for meth. So the police arrested her, and and she was charged with murder. And she is now in jail facing a trial for $5 million bail. That's so shocking. There's another woman named Adora Perez, also in uh, California, and she's serving 11 years in a state prison in a a similar case, um, also for murder. So you say these women need help. What do you think should be done 
with women who are addicted to meth or, or opiates and pregnant? Well, you know, pregnancy is a time when women actually want to do the right thing. They, I think, would respond very positively to kindly, non-judgmental rehab. Um, there's very little out there for them. Most rehab won't accept people with children, um, and most women have children. And I think that so much can be done. But if nothing is done, or even if it is, there is you are not committing a crime when something goes wrong with your pregnancy. I think that's really the bottom line. And that's what Lynn Paltrow, who is the head of National Advocates for Pregnant Women, who has been raising this issue into public awareness for decades, you know, that's what she says, is it's that you cannot uh, demand behavior of women who are pregnant that you don't demand of other people. If you, once you get, go on that path, you are saying women who are pregnant are, lose their constitutional protection. Women who are pregnant are subject to special laws and special criminal prosecutions. That's so wrong. So I notice, just pulling back the focus here, that none of the cases that we've talked about here are about abortion rights. These are women who, in most of the cases that I know of anyway, wanted to have babies, looked forward to giving birth, and who weren't seeking abortion. So where does this intersect with the, the abortion rights movement? Well, it's really the same. It's the same fight. It's about women's autonomy and control of their own bodies. Whether it's you can't abort that fertilized egg embryo slash embryo slash fetus or you have to care for it in a certain way, those things are both wrong. And that's why you see the same people lined up in, to oppose women's liberty in each of these cases. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, all these issues have come up before. There was the Angela Carter case where she was forced to, this, a woman who was dying of cancer and had a, was pregnant, she was, had a forced cesarean. That was back in the 80s. And she died and her baby died. And after that, this was never supposed to happen again. More than 100 health and women's organizations, including the AMA and ACOG, all said this was terribly, terribly wrong, but it still happens. And similarly, in the case of women being charged with um, when their babies were born, stillborn and they've used drugs, uh, there was a case in 1992 in California that was very similar, and it was thrown out of court. So all these things are coming back now, um, even though they've been settled by the courts already. So you ask, why is that? Well, it's because the pro-lifers are really on a roll, um, and they are just being their militant self. Last question here. The pro-lifers say they are doing all of this because they are in favor of giving birth to healthy babies. If we were really serious about helping pregnant women give birth to healthy babies, what would we be doing as a society? Oh, well, I mean that we could be doing so much. There are homeless women who are pregnant. There are women who, who have no health insurance. There are women in prison. There was a woman who gave birth in Denver in her cell alone with no help at all. There are women uh, in detention on the borders. 
that are, are having miscarriages at a much higher rate than other women because their conditions are so terrible. We could do so much, you know, and I'm telling you, you know, now we're, we're doing less and less. Now there's uh, food stamp cuts, housing cuts, everything, cut, cut, cut. So this proves they're interested in controlling women, not helping women. Katha Pollitt's new column is titled Fetal Personhood is Maternal Punishment. It appears in the new issue of The Nation, a special issue on the new politics of abortion rights. Thank you, Katha. Oh, thank you for having me, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 